My name is Legend Guarner. Today's scripture reading is from Mark 10, 35 to 45. Please stand for the reading of God's word. James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus saying, Teacher, we want to do for you, we want to do for us whatever we ask of you. He said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant that we may sit, one on your right and one on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you are doing. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with, the, with which the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, we are able. Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you shall drink, and you shall be baptized which with the baptism which I am baptized. What to sit on, what to sit on my right or my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it has been prepared. Hearing this, the ten began to feel indignant with James and John. Calling them to himself, Jesus said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. <laughs> the story you heard today is almost a comical episode from the gospel. So there are these two siblings, very unlike the one, the two we had. They were not siblings, but uh, there are these two siblings in Jesus' fold, James and John, and they are very hot-headed, and they are very impatient, and they almost have a knee-jerk reaction to everything they do, to the extent that Jesus gave them a teasing nickname. Okay? We all make fun of each other by giving them some teasing, rude nicknames, right? I'm sure you have one for me too. You don't want to disclose it, but I'm sure you have a nickname for me. You speak in the dark, but uh, I used to have a nickname for all the pastors I had and the teachers, so I won't blame that. You know, I won't hold that against you. But when Jesus teases you with a nickname, you have serious problem, okay? <laughs> so, so Jesus' nickname for them was Sons of Thunder. That's what Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus called them, the Sons of Thunder. I mean, there are many reasons, but there is another episode. I was not going to go there, but just since you're interested. Uh, <laughs> there's this place where they go to. They go to the Samaritan village. You heard last week the origin story of the Samaritans, right? And they go to the Samaritan village, and the Samaritans say, you are not welcome here, okay? So they go. this is Luke chapter 9, 54, I believe. And then James and John, that's all they hear. And the Samaritan said, you are not welcome in our, in our uh, village because you are going to Jerusalem and we don't want any Jews here. And the immediate reaction from James and John, they go to Jesus, Lord, do you want us to command fire coming from heaven and burn these villages? So they're not even asking Jesus can we bring fire and let them burn in hell? No, they say, do you want Jesus we, for us to do this 
spiritual arson, like, you know. Uh, and, and, and the point is that, you know, they, they had that, that, that impulsive reaction to all of that. And so they came to Jesus with a very explicit uh, question. Hey, when you come, at, we have nothing in this world, but when you go into reestablish the kingdom of God, can we be on your left side and right side? They are asking this for to be on the very top of the org chart uh, for the kingdom of God. Right? So then Jesus says, do you think you can drink the cup I drank, I, I'm going to drink, and you, do you think you can have the same baptism? Anyway, and then they said, yes, we will. And Jesus said, yes, you will. Now, we don't really know what exactly that means. It's very symbolic. But here is the thing, what I understand. When you look at all the disciples of Jesus, except Judas, who had a very tragic ending, other apostles... You know, the first one who died, or first one who was martyred, was James. Acts chapter 12 tells the first martyr of, among the apostles was James, the first one to die. Now, do you know who's the last one to die? That was John. So James was the first one to die, and John was the last one to die. And the way I look at it is that James served the Lord with his death, and John served the Lord with his life. There are different ways of serving the Lord, right? Like, you know, so there is one, John, in, a, in some way, represents a service. The cup is almost always a service, right? Cup, service. And James represents Sacrifice, the baptism, the, the full meaning of baptism itself is dying and resurrecting with Christ. Anyway, whatever that is, and in some way, even though they were very comical in that episode, it turned out to be true. They drank the cup that Jesus drank, and they had the same baptism as Jesus, right? So when you really look at the idea of service, and there is this, uh, uh, in, in there is this uh, Roman depiction of, of, uh, of an ox. There's this picture, which is very common. Now it is actually, yeah, that picture is adopted by certain uh, army, uh, American army, certain wings have adopted that as a motto, which says, ready for either. What that means is that there is an ox, you see. The ox is looking at two things. One is a plow, a plow, and the other one is an altar. So the ox is saying that I am ready for either. I am ready to be in service with the plow, and that's what it represents, or I am ready to be sacrificed on the altar. So whichever way we are going to serve the Lord, which we are ready for either. See, when we talk about serving in a church or serving in any, in any capacity, we almost always think about volunteering, right? And I repeatedly say that I don't want any volunteers in the church. You volunteer for charity. There are amazing organizations like STARS, Doro Hope, and many local charities we partner with. That's where you go and do volunteering, right? Whether you stuff the envelope or paint the fence, and which is all nice and all cute, and this is, this is a part of our culture in the Western world, which is very commendable. But God is not asking us to do volunteering. 
God is actually asking us to be part of a mission. See, service is not a passive act of volunteering, but an active accomplishment of a mission given by God. See, we are all, we somehow think that we all go to church and we, get, we take baptism and we receive the Lord. So now we got a ticket to heaven. We are ready to travel, right? And so you are almost in the waiting launch uh, so that this plane will one day take out to this eternal Florida, which is our heaven, which is our concept of heaven. No, but we are, if you really look at the scripture, we are saved to serve in a mission actively happening in this world. And I told you in the spring, we did a series called Missio Dei, which, is called, which means the mission of God. God is doing an active mission in this world to reestablish his kingdom here on earth. Now that is why our new series is called Return and Rebuild, which is our mission, Return and Rebuild the Church. In the same way, Jesus has a mission. He is going to return and rebuild his kingdom in this world. And what we are doing, this is a microcosm, a prototype of, of the mini, miniature version of God is going to accomplish on a cosmic scale. So we are called to become part of that mission. And that's why C.S. Lewis described Christians as spies in the enemy territory. We are called for a mission of espionage. We are called to sabotage the work of the enemy in this world. You're not just baptized so that you can sit and you have membership and you can do this. No, that's the purpose. The purpose to serve really means to accomplish. It's not a serving, it's not just a volunteering, which is like a, like a random disconnected event. You come and do something that's very good, rooted project we did, and we did something here in the children's ministry, that's great. No, this, this is... This may seem disconnected and random for us, but these are all aligned in a bigger narrative, in a bigger story, and God is going to use. That's how volunteering and service in the kingdom is very, very different. And that's the lesson Jesus is teaching them. And when uh, James and John asked, hey, can we be on the top of that hierarchical structure. You know, Jesus on the top, and we both on the right side and the left side. Can we create that org chart? And Jesus was very smart. He, what he did was, he took the org chart and flipped it upside down. <laughs> and he said, hey, the Gentile world, which means the corporate world, <laughs> the corporate structure, there, the rulers exercise authority over the subordinates. But in my kingdom, everything is upside down. And he said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Now, we have heard this so many times, you don't understand the meaning of that because we take it lightly. And I'm coming from India, where, have, where we have so many billion, millions, 330 million gods in India. 
in Hinduism, right? All these gods demand service to appease themselves. I have a picture of, uh, of gods being served. As you can see, there are three gods right there. What they are doing is bathing these gods with milk and ghee, and you will see them, you know, dressing the gods up and putting them to sleep, waking them up. The gods demand service. To appease gods, they, we need to continuously serve God. But then, then comes another god, the picture, the next picture. Here is, this is a, you have no idea. You people who are born and raised in the Western world don't understand the, 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 the significant revolutionary concept Jesus is introducing there. And a person from India or probably the rest of the world will think that what in the world is this Jesus person saying? We thought he was God, and he said the Christian God is not one who wants to be served, but he came to serve. And he took a basin of water and a cloth, and then he began washing their feet. Now that is service. See, the ultimate leadership or the leadership in the kingdom of God is servanthood. Because Jesus flipped the org chart upside down with that statement. I'm going to end my sermon right here because we are going to do some, spend some time in prayer. And as, as I was working through it, the Spirit kind of challenged me. Because in the existing org, org chart of Lake Avenue Church, I'll have you a picture. So this is the existing org chart. Uh, <laughs> I'm the guy up on the top, right? It's very lonely up there. There's nobody on my left side or right side. <laughs> so I look down on all of these people and exercise my authority over there, get the result, desired results I want. That is the corporate structure. But Jesus said, those who want to be the first should be the last. Those who wants to be on the top should be on the bottom, right? And the, in the kingdom of God, the, the, the hierarchy works the way that, that, that the leader becomes the servant and he's not ruling, exercising authority like the gender rulers from the top to bottom, but from the bottom. The ruler goes to the bottom or the lead goes to the bottom and lift everybody up, provide resources and provide uh, guidance and provide support and everything they need and lift people up by empowerment. Now that is a radically different structure. That is leadership turned upside down. We don't even, I don't even like to use the word leadership a lot here, but leadership in Christian sense is servanthood, the org chart flipped upside down. So we, I created this new org chart. Okay, this is, <laughs> this is my imagination. Where I'm going to be at the very bottom, <laughs> and my job is to be submerged a little bit, and I want to draw the energy, I want to draw the water, I want to draw the resources from the ground, and then send it all the way up, and you see in the next level, and you know, this is only our ministry staff, these are the staff you encounter on a daily basis. We have a lot of other staff, administrative staff, making it happen. That will be too much for the PowerPoint. But the point what I'm trying to make is we need to rethink 
our understanding of leadership and servanthood in a completely different way. And I want you to picture yourself as the leaves. You are all there. You are the leaves in that tree. You are the one who cooks food. Leaves are very important in the life of a tree, right? And even though I cannot get everybody's picture there, there was a time, and the old-timers used to say, Pastor Matthew, back in the days when we come to Lake Avenue, we introduced to each other, this is the way we introduce. I am Matthew, I serve in children's ministry. I am Michelle, I serve in the prayer ministry. Every, the second word of introduction was always, where do they serve? What a, what a culture, what an amazing culture we completely lost. And there are people who take membership class, and after a while I hear, okay, some of them moved and they withdrew the membership. I looked, I don't even know they existed. I'm pretty sure they are, they are offering tithe, but that's not important to me. But if you are really not connected, plugged into that tree, the tree itself is going to wither away. You are the leaves that support the tree. So let us give a different paradigm for leadership in this world. And I'm going to give you a few seconds to contemplate. Where is the Lord calling you to serve in the mission? Again, I'm not asking about volunteering. No, I don't want any volunteers. That's not, I'm not asking you to fill up any form and come here. But I want you to think. I want you to, in your silence, contemplate, ask the Lord in this bigger scheme of things, in this grand narrative of redemption, Lord, where do you want me to be? I want to be in your mission field. I want to serve. Where is the Lord calling you? Before I pray, let's take a few seconds to contemplate that. Lord, there are so many religions out there, so many gods demanding our attention, demanding our servitude. Here we are at the foot of the cross, learning another paradigm in which we organize your kingdom here on earth. Thank you for extending this call to be part of this divine mission. And we are coming to the altar to say that we will be in the bottom, lifting everyone up, creating resources, empower other people so that the kingdom will flourish. Show us what we can do. Show us 
how to be part of this great story. In Jesus' name, amen.